0: Today, I want to speak with you about coronavirus and what it means for you and your family. While changes need to be made now, this is not how we will live forever. Our children will return to school. People will return to work. We will gather at the places of worship, concerts, and sporting events again. I urge you to stay connected to family and loved ones through the video chats, phone calls, social media, and other safe technologies. Please be sure to follow CDC guidelines, which can be found at coronavirus.gov or cdc.gov, along with other information and resources. Stay safe. And remember, while many of us are apart, we are all in this together.
1: Welcome to Election Profit Makers, your guide to winning and losing money on the 2020 presidential election and other catastrophes. I'm David Reese, and I'm joined by my friend Starly Kine. Hello, Starly. Hi. And also, John Kimball. John, are you there? I am
0: here. Hey, David. Hey, Starly.
1: John's wearing a hat. I just, not to brag, but we're using a video conference call system, and I can see Starly and John, and I notice that John is wearing... A little cap. Mm-hmm. Has, your, has your hair shame finally reached the, the place where you feel like you cannot reveal the length of your hair to Starley and myself?
0: It, it has reached that point.
1: And the cap you're wearing is?
0: Uh, a Final Four cap from 2000. So it's, yeah, this, is, this hat's 20 years old. Looks great. Thanks.
1: So this week we're going to talk about... Sorry, I got fixated on your cap. Okay. This week... We will discuss the coronavirus's triumph. It has breached the White House and is running wild in America's most sacred building, the White House in the Washington, D.C. area. (laughs) We're also going to talk about something we thought we would never discuss. We thought we would never sink this low, but events of this weekend have forced the topic upon us. Ladies and gentlemen, for the first time ever, a deep dive into the presidential tweet markets. And we're also going to answer some listener questions. John Kimball, is it true that the coronavirus is inside the White House?
0: Yes, it is true. Last week, Katie Miller, I believe, was the first. She is the press secretary to Vice President Pence, tested positive for COVID-19, and it was revealed by none other than our president. Miller, who is married to Stephen Miller, also serves on the coronavirus task force. Here we which go. Just put her in contact with Dr. Robert Redfield, director of the CDC, and of course, Dr. Anthony Fauci, head of the NIAID, uh, both of whom are now under various levels of self quarantine. Uh, the president's valet also tested positive. Ivanka Trump's personal assistant tested positive, and Dr. Stephen Hahn. The head of the FDA is in self-quarantine after coming into contact with an infected person. And I believe there was one more that I saw this morning, the head of the Navy operations. Yep. Yep. And I um, think also
1: one of Melania's personal staff. Okay, First Lady Melania Trump, a role model to all humanoids. I think her assistant also has coronavirus. You know, when coronavirus that first night, it got inside the White House and then it Called, <laughs> called his other virus friends and was like, guys, guys, I did it. I'm in. I'm in. I'm inside the White House. Here we go. <laughs> it's going to be so fun in here. Is Dr. Fauci loving life right now? Is it waking up every morning and being like, god damn, I'm so happy I chose this as my calling. This is wonderful. <laughs> every day is truly wonderful and surprising. I'm vindicated every single day in my life decisions here. Yep. He's like, not only do they not listen to my medical advice. And not only is my workplace now infected, and now I have to stay home for two weeks while they try to reopen the country, I love it. I'm Dr. Anthony Fauci. My reputation is secure for all time.
2: His reputation is secure, though. It hasn't hurt his reputation, this.
0: Yes, it has. No. Yes.
2: He's the hero of this time. Um, I think
0: I'm with Starly. He is sort of the hero.
2: The way he's generally regarded is he is the voice of sanity in the chaos. He He is... He's standing up to the um, anti-science, anti-medicine bullies. He's—I mean, my friends are wearing Fauci T-shirts. That's
0: not good. Are they really? Are they really Starling? They are. That's not good. It's like it's like Robert
1: Mueller. It's like, oh, the normal man will save us. He's not going to save us. No,
2: Fauci's reputation's not. Suffered. Just
1: wait. Just wait. It'll come. The rot is inevitable.
2: Don't you think Fauci also is glad to be at least home for two weeks without having to see Trump during this time? During this time, isn't that a silver yeah, lining?
1: I mean, who knows? they might be licking toilets all up and down the White House just so they have a reason not to go into work every day.
2: Why do? You, why is the virus only at the assistance and the? Why is the virus adjacent and not with the?
0: With the top leadership? Well, we don't. We don't know yet. It might be.
1: Who knows? These guys get tested every day. At some point, the test is going to turn up positive, right?
2: Do you think they'll tell us if they get it? Well,
1: now here we right here we go. John, walk us through. Let's say they come in and they (laughs) they put some peanut butter on a nasal swab so that just (laughs) so that Trump is intrigued and he's sniffing it and getting excited. Still got his eyes on Fox and Friends, and then next thing he knows, they're poking his brain with the swab again. Test geek gets his daily coronavirus test. What happens if it turns up positive? What happens if Dear Leader gets the coronavirus?
0: I don't know. I think they would have to tell us for sure, right? Who's that? Why would
2: they have to? Who? Yeah, who?
0: <laughs> um, John has no answer to that question. I think they would have to tell us.
2: My, my biggest fear is Trump getting it, recovering, and then lording it over the world for all of time.
1: He's like, everybody go back to work. I had it. I'm fine. Yeah. Right?
2: And anyone who, from that point on who dies from it, he would consider it, weak.
1: They're weak. Right. He'll have the best medical care in America, and then he'll hold it over everyone else who isn't as lucky.
2: People who get it.
1: He'll never wear a mask. Nothing will ever make him wear a mask.
2: Yes. Well, he's also an evil spirit that is, you know, at the very least thousands of years old. If he gets corona and it doesn't take him down, it's not not because he's got the best doctors.
1: Oh, it's just supernatural powers from a parallel... Darker
0: dimension. No, no. Trump. Trump yeah. is not a magical Evil. being. Like, I think Trump, if he gets it, he could potentially get sick. He's an old and he's overweight. So if I were him, I'd be wearing a, a mask.
1: He'll never wear a mask. That's what's so amazing.
2: Yeah, and I. And the
1: ironic he, thing is, the ma- He doesn't want to wear a mask because he thinks it looks weak. But the masks actually make you look tough. Exactly. I've never felt tougher than when I'm walking around. Right. Buying scallions, wearing a mask. It's like every trip to the grocery store is like the Great Train Robbery. And if it's sunny outside and I'm wearing sunglasses too. Throw on a hat. And if I'm biking with my helmet, with my black bike helmet, I look like something out of Mad Max. It's like Beyond Thunderdome over at Trader Joe's. When I roll up, I got my mask on, my (laughs) sunglasses, my bike helmet my courier bag to put everything in, strolling through the store, social distancing so it looks like there's this <laughs> bubble around me because everyone's too scared to approach. I look like these yahoos with their wooden guns at Michigan and the subway down in Raleigh. These guys showing up with their whittled bazookas that they carved <laughs> when they were weebelos. You know, trying to look so tough, everyone stands back. That's me at Trader Joe's. And I'm buying tofu, the weakest thing you can buy. And I still look tough. And it's all because of the masks. So the fact that he won't wear a mask, I'm surprised he didn't show up at his inauguration already wearing a mask
0: looking tough. What is he, why is he so scared? He's of- afraid it's going to be used in uh, political ads against him. But, I mean, everybody's wearing a mask at this point.
2: He also, he likes his face. He likes his smile. He likes his face, his skin. <laughs> he wants, he doesn't, he's got a very particular kind of narcissism that makes it all, that makes it's only beauty that is reflected back at him and he doesn't want to cover it up.
0: But if he gets coronavirus because of it, then he's going to look extra stupid. But here's the thing. I, th- I
1: kind of agree with Starley that if he gets coronavirus, it'll be a good thing for him because he will survive it and He'll get a set. Remember when this all started happening and then he got the Pearl Harbor bump or the disaster bump. Oh, we have to rally behind our president. If he gets coronavirus, people are going to go crazy. He's going to jump up to 70%. Oh, I hope he's doing okay. This must be so hard for Melania and Barron. It's so hard when a father is not there 100% for his wife and child. (laughs) And I just know what they're going through.
2: There's no worse scenario than him getting it.
1: What about Pence? What if
0: Pence gets it? Pence is is in better shape. Physically.
2: Yeah. I mean, he seems like solid. He's like a walking wall of resistance and denial and judgment.
0: Okay. So at this point, are we betting that 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 one of them is going to get it? I, I'm saying that they're not. I think that they're, they're still being taken care of. Everyone around them might end up falling and getting it, but I, I don't think these two are going to get it, whether they wear a mask or not.
2: Why? (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Yeah, why not, John? They're surrounded by sick people.
0: I don't know. I don't know. I'm not an epidemiologist. Wait, what? We should have an epidemiologist on.
2: Yeah, I just feel like there's no way to predict whether they're going to get it or not. Uh, Only thing I can predict is if Trump gets it and recovers, it's bad news for all of us.
1: All right, you're saying that if you're a patriot... Who wants the best for this country? You should actually hope that Trump does not get the coronavirus. Yeah. Will you give me Stephen Miller?
2: Oh my God, you can.
1: His wife's got it. Do you think? I mean, their love life—I can only imagine in my wildest fantasies how much, how much (laughs) passing viruses. Stephen
0: Miller is going to get it. Stephen Miller. It seems likely if somebody in your family gets it, there's a very good chance that you're going to get it. Your lover.
2: The swagger that John is making these predictions is stunning.
0: I don't know if we'll find out that Stephen Miller has it, though. We shouldn't have found out that his wife had it.
1: You think they should have kept know? that under wraps and then Trump just blurted it
0: out? Yeah. Yeah, it's, no, it's nobody's business. Who, the, the private citizen who has it?
1: Um, are you a private citizen if you work for the White House? We're paying her salary. Yeah. Shouldn't we know if she's too sick to come into work? We should replace her like these people at the slaughterhouses coming into work, right? Let a prisoner do her job for one-fourth the salary. Like they're doing with garbage collectors.
2: And anyone who has any proximity to the people running the country, I feel like it's, we should know about.
0: Certainly if he doesn't have it, he'll come out in, and lord that over everyone. I don't have it. And so far we haven't heard that yet, so I'm going to say that he has it.
1: Let's make a little side prediction. Will we ever see Trump wear a mask? Is there any, any situation in which you could see Trump wearing an N95 mask or any type of mask? No. I agree. No.
2: I'm thinking if there's some sort of version, if there's some sort of version of the truck from when he got into the yeah, truck. Yeah, 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 yeah. the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the hon- honk the horn and stuff. So is there some sort of version of a, a mask equivalent that would pull up, that would they would hand, it would be something like a gas mask.
1: If he just showed up one day wearing a full-on <laughs> gas mask from World War I. Said <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. Blue Lives Matter on it. Obamagate, hashtag yeah. Obamagate. Like, he, would, uh, some Q- he would wear a QAnon mask <laughs> to, to troll the libs, some kind of weird yeah. QAnon yeah. guy fox mask.
2: How about a suit of armor, an actual suit of armor?
1: A knight's helmet. He wouldn't know what that was. I think if you showed Trump a suit of armor or a knight's helmet, he would literally be like, "What is that?" Like he wouldn't, he would not know it was uh, what it was. He wouldn't know it was from the past. He would think it was from the future. He'd be like, "Oh, space force. That's <laughs> what it's gonna look like. That looks
2: amazing.
0: It's so shiny." You know. That's what they make my Coke cans out of. So, so if, if, if predicted is listening, I think they should put a market in there for will Trump be publicly seen wearing a mask at any time? Will Jennings or Brandy, if you're out there, set it up, set up that market.
1: I would vote no. I mean, there is literally no circumstance in which Trump would compromise his vanity by wearing a mask. He would sooner infect Melania and Barron than wear a mask. Not that they're living together. So, John, let's turn to these markets now. Coronavirus is in the White House. Multiple people very close to the top have the disease. The head of the FDA is working from home. The head of the CDC is working from home. Dr. Anthony Fauci is working from home. Right. What are the markets that could be affected by this amazing, ironic turn of events?
0: Well, the one market that we always focus on, will Fauci be head of the NIAID by the end of the month? It has not affected that market, so people do not believe that uh, he's going to be removed, even if he potentially has the coronavirus. That's still trading at $0.94 in any, any of the just general election markets.
2: Will Mike Pence be VP nominee
0: yeah if pence if pence gets it then he could potentially be removed as the vp nominee right now no is trading at 17 cents for pence being the vice presidential nominee you know what i'm gonna get in
1: on that i'm gonna get in on that i mean i'm gonna bet that pence will not be the vice presidential nominee
2: because of corona
1: it's uh, hmm because of corona, I
0: think corona would be a good pretext for Trump to dump Pence. Because he got corona or because he did a bad job with the coronavirus task Just everything. Force. Just be a f- double fall guy. You got the
1: disease, so you're weak.
2: Yeah. He would think lesser of him for getting it.
0: And number two,
1: a fall guy for a catastrophic bungling of world historical proportions. I'm, it, you know, it's like Bush firing Rumsfeld, although this happened after the election in Bush's case. Rumsfeld was the fall guy for Bush after Abu Ghraib, after the disaster in Iraq. So he let him go. This is Trump's Iraq war right here, the coronavirus, right? It's not, it's not his Katrina. This is just bigger. This is the Iraq war. So Pence is a great, a great fall guy for that, for Trump. And I think Trump's support among evangelical voters is locked in forever, and he doesn't need Pence anymore to reassure them that he has a you know, that he's on the right side of the Bible and all that stuff. So I think Pence is expendable. You guys are going to have to keep talking because I have so little money in my predicted account, I literally can't even buy one share of this fucking thing. So I have to dump more money into my predicted account. I'm going to load it up.
2: Load it up. How much, how much more money are you going to put in?
1: Well, let's see. I'll put in another $100. So I really how much is that total? can't afford to right now, but let me do it. How much is that total? I'm going to have $200 in. John, how much money do you have in... Pr- let's do a little... Actually, let's do a little predicted update. Okay. Where's everybody at with their portfolio? Starly, how much money do you have in?
2: I, I only have 25 cents to bet with.
1: The High Rollers Club is logged on. I have 83 cents to play with. If we put our money together, we could have a dollar. <laughs> we could buy 100 shares in Ben Carson.
2: But I have money sunk into it. <laughs> $37.36 is my portfolio value my investment is forty five eighty. right that's so low i have so little invested in this that you're thinking of me the way trump think would think of pence if he had corona aren't you john uh do i seem weak for having this little money invested in our enterprise
0: i think you should put more money in have you guys made any money or are you just losing money
2: love that tone wow
1: no, no, Love no! It. It's not. It's not uh. um, I'm down in all my markets except for which party will win the North Carolina Senate okay. race. Well, you, d-
0: you technically don't I'm lose. I'm down in You Wisconsin. technically don't lose until you. I know.
1: Sell, I right, so. but I'm just seeing a lot of red right now on my markets page.
2: Yeah, I'm down in everything. Yeah. it's a downtime, What can I say? My my markets reflect my mood.
0: I have twenty-seven hundred dollars in right now. I started. <laughs> I started with a thousand, and I worked that up to 1,700. And then I I put in another 1,000 so I could do some more negative risk. Um, but I haven't done much with that other 1,000 at this point. And then the primaries sort of ended. I was making good money on the primaries. I understood what I was doing. And now that you just all have all these um, long-term things that I'm in, like the presidential election winner and the VP nominee and things like that. But I'm I'm playing pretty risk-averse stuff, which is what I did in 2016 as well. But then the mistake I made was then I I sort of went all in on election night and lost. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I will not be doing that this time. Um, I'm certain that I won't be losing money this time. I'm up and I plan to stay up. I hate losing money. I hate it when I do a trade that even loses like $3. It, it drives me nuts.
1: So you're back to having thousands of dollars in here.
0: I had a lot more money in here in 2016.
1: But you're still in the four, you're in the four figure. Yeah.
2: You're in the four figure without even a decimal point involved.
1: Right. Starling and I are in the four figure club, but we have a little dot hanging out in the middle of our four <laughs> figures after about two figures, you know, got to divide up those dollars and cents.
2: <laughs> Yeah. All right, guys, I'm in. Four figures.
1: Mike Pence will not be the VP on the 2020 ticket.
2: I would say, arguably, in the time we're living in, it's a pandemic. Every person is at risk. And right. since the markets are about people, potentially every market could be affected by the corona. Hillary Clinton could get corona next week and her market could be affected. That's the nature of a pandemic.
1: Right. But on the other hand, what's so weird is that the coronavirus. I mean, think about it outside the context of predicted. And then when you think about it in terms of predicted, you realize how insane this is. And it's insane both ways, coming and going. First of all, it's insane the coronavirus is in the fucking White House. After months of these people saying it's no big deal, it's no big deal, it's going to go away, there's going to be 15 deaths, masks are for the weak, reopen the economy, blah, blah, blah. It is so close to infecting the president and the vice president of the United States Okay, that's crazy coming. Crazy going is that when you go to predict it, it hasn't made any difference in any of the relevant markets. How can something so insane happen and have no impact on anything?
2: I, David, I don't think it seems insane that it's in the White House. With this White House, it feels inevitable.
1: Right. There were rats at the press conference. Like it's, I can't imagine it's super sanitary. Yeah. So this weekend, we were compelled to discuss something we thought we would never really get into before, which is the Trump tweets market. John, this was a... (laughs) I don't know how to characterize what's
0: happened in the last 24 hours. Can you? Uh, Trump went on quite the tweet binge. Um, he, He tweeted 126 times on Sunday, which was the second most he'd ever done since being inaugurated. His record is 140.
1: He could, he didn't have it in him. What happened? Didn't he know? He petered out at the end. He was so close. It's like when our friend Sam was at Disney World and sent us his Fitbit stats, and he had like what 36,000 steps for the day, and he was in bed, and we said, "Get out of bed. This is your one chance to do 40,000 steps in one day." That's right. And we forced him out of bed, and he went and walked around the hotel until he had 40,000 steps. That was like Trump.
0: He should have just pushed. Pushed through. Got a new personal best. I know. Well, I was was egging him on. I wanted to see him do it. But he got tired. But he's back at it again today. (laughs) Okay, good. Good, good. It's basically a pretty crazy market that is pure gambling and something that I have always stayed away from. But... In since the primaries got canceled, I've sort of been looking and watching these tweet markets because
1: you're desperate. There's there's nothing else going on. The scene is dead, right?
0: And I'm like, I'm always on Twitter. I have the alerts set up. So every time he tweets, I see them. Maybe I could learn this. So on Saturday night, he hadn't tweeted hardly any this week. And in this one market, The bracket one saying that he was going to have tweets of 169 or fewer for the week was trading at 80 cents. Everyone was all in on that market. And I actually thought, should I buy in this, you know, get get 20 cents on this? Well, I didn't. And I'm glad because by Sunday morning, he tweeted. The situation had changed. In the seven o'clock hour, he tweeted. (sighs) 47 times in a 45-minute period, and that bracket collapsed, and it's moved all the way to the furthest B9 bracket. And yeah, I feel like a degenerate just watching it, but I'm sort of interested, is there a way to get in and play these markets? It seems like there might be a way to follow and, and do some sort of analysis based on his averages and things like that
1: well let's break this down actually let's think let's think analytically about it first of all let's try to understand something john i live in los angeles now and one thing that i learned when i moved to la is that everyone is a storyteller okay and um stories are everywhere your brand is your personal story and your personal brand is you Movie writers are storytellers. At people who write advertisements for Toyota cars and trucks, they're storytellers, right? Your windbreaker is a storyteller. It's telling a story about you and your values, okay? This is very important. Tweets are also stories. Trump was telling a story with his tweet storm. So what was that story? What was it about his tweet storm? Literally what story was he telling through his tweets? What story was he trying to convey? And second of all, like, what's the story with why he tweeted so much? Like, what's that story? There's two stories there.
0: I wasn't following the content of the tweets. I was just looking at the numbers. I was just like, he's at 45, <laughs> he's at 46, he's at 47. Okay, he's at pace to get to 266. Okay, should which 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 market should I be looking at? Should I be trying to play negative risk here? And I'm reading all the comments.
1: The, not the comments on the tweets, the comments on the predicted market discussion about the tweets
0: yeah they're like that's my president i knew it the man is crazy he's going off it wasn't until later on that i started started looking at the content of the tweets it's not funny actually it's insane tweeted about obamagate he tweet he retweeted some stuff from time magazine about lincoln
1: did he tweet anything about fiona apple's new album He was like, guys, at first when I saw that 10.0 on Pitchfork, I was skeptical. But after listening a few times, congratulations, at Fiona Apple. You have truly captured the mood of sheltering in place. I love this album. Terrific work. We're listening to it very strongly. Very strongly. What is Obamagate, John? Is it that, that the Obama FBI framed Michael Flynn? All that stuff. It's just all that stuff, right? They were trying to kneecap Trump's presidential election by framing a bunch of people for made-up stuff about Russia, a fake country that doesn't exist.
0: Yeah, that seems like the what most of his tweeting was about, actually. Did Obama's spy chief lie about not briefing the Flynn-Kislyak calls to Obama? I'm looking at his feed right now.
2: Was it set off by the corona stuff?
0: Right. So that's the second part of it, is... What's the story behind these
1: tweets? What happened? It was Mother's Day, oh. for one. So all the tweets were like, oh, thank you, Melania. Thank you to all our mothers. You've been such a one. Wa- all, <laughs> all, all my wives who've been mothers to my children, I just want to honor you for the next 100 tweets. Right. right. My mom. I miss you, mom. Thank you,
2: Hillary Clinton. you were a great mother.
1: Right. Let's put aside our posit- partisan differences and celebrate what we all have in common. Family. Storytelling. Moms. You're a good mom, Hillary.
2: Yeah, let's extend it to Chelsea. She's also a good mother.
1: And then he's like, oh, guys, what are some of your favorite movies about mothers? <laughs> List them below <laughs> in the comments. I'll retweet and favorite. Fa- send. It was Mother's Day. That's my theory. My theory is right. that like Melania that. was like, all I want for Mother's Day is for you to stay on the other side of this fucking White House and stay out <laughs> on my hair. And he starts tweeting. But really, I think it was COVID. Right, John?
0: Right. He's, he's frustrated by the numbers. He's frustrated by the economy, but he's frustrated. We hit 80,000 deaths yesterday. And while he does not care about any of those particular deaths, he does care that that is a figure that is is not good for him.
2: He cared that it was messing up his Mother's Day because he thought Mother's Day was to celebrate him. And when you get that news of 180,000 deaths, it, it messes up the celebration.
0: Or maybe he's upset that COVID's
1: in the White House. I think that's what it is. Here's my theory. What are some of the other times he went crazy on Twitter? Impeachment, Russia stuff. When he starts to feel boxed in, as the investigation was getting closer and closer to the core, to the White House, he's lashing out on Twitter because he feels like he has no agency. He feels powerless and trapped in a corner and scared. And so he does what we would all do in that situation, which is start retweeting QAnon conspiracy theories and poorly photoshopped images of Obama. The coronavirus is exactly the same. It was something on the distant horizon. It was a vague, abstract threat. He didn't really take it seriously. On some level, he must know that he is implicated in it, just like Russiagate. And now, just like Robert Mueller and impeachment, it's at the door. It's, calls are coming from inside the house. And again, he's trapped. He might literally be backed into a corner <laughs> with all the fucking viral load swirling around the White House, right? And so he lashes out on Twitter. And that's why we got this Mother's Day gift.
2: Does that make it hard, easier or harder to to be able to, predict, to be able to predict the tweet market? because, like, we couldn't anticipate coronavirus happening. We know, we know there's a pattern. this two months we-
1: in. We know his behavior well enough. We know how he reacts to stress. Yeah. He reacts to stress by having Twitter diarrhea. Yeah. And so <laughs> I think if you wanted to play this market, you would have to time the stress wave. It's wave riding all over again, guys. This is surfing 101. You would have to time or anticipate when the stress wave is going to crest and that's when he's going to go crazy on Twitter. Does that make sense, John?
0: Yeah, of course it makes sense.
1: Like, it, what about it, the firefighters? Remember the firefighters?
0: Yeah, that was one of his other big tweet days back in May of 2019. The the firefighters endorsed Joe Biden, and he lost his mind and ended up retweeting a bunch of firefighters all morning. <laughs> so, I mean, it, yeah, you, you don't— uh. You know it's going to set him off. It's just a matter of when he's going to do it. And what- That's that's the thing. Yeah. Is is he flying somewhere when he has time on Air Force One? That's mm-hmm. when he sometimes goes crazy Um, when he's got a lot of time on his hands because Melania doesn't want to see him. The thing I worry about is, is how it would affect my sleep if I were to get involved in this because he tweets at all hours. Yeah, you know, he starts early in the morning and he goes late at night. And you really do need to be- on it, especially as you're coming down the stretch when a market is is nearing the close. You'll so, have to start
2: drinking diet coke to get on his schedule.
0: Oh, actually, maybe this is a good market for those
1: of us on the West Coast because we yeah. can go to, we can stay up as late as he stays up tweeting, but it's actually not as late for us. Maybe we should give this a West Coast. What would we call it? We could call it the the um,
2: West Coast Advantage.
1: The West Coast advantage of the Trump tweet market. What do you think,
0: John? Does that make sense? Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it makes sense because a lot of his tweets are really early in the morning oh, too. Damn so. it!
2: The problem is like there's nothing crazier than us trying to get into the mind of a crazy person.
1: We could work in shifts. No, we could work in shifts. We could
0: work in shifts, and we could have a we could have a Google Doc where we just keep track. Well, listen, if there are any listeners out there that have played in any of these markets and have any particular advice for us...
1: Email us, contact at electionprofitmakers.com, subject, tweet markets. We will definitely read those emails. Or if you're a supporter on Patreon, patreon.com slash electionprofitmakers, please send us a Patreon message, subject, tweet markets, because we have decided after this weekend's orgy of tweets from POTUS... That we want in on this market And we're just not sure how to play this game I think it's going to be a good use of our time Our stress level is going to go way down Once we start monitoring this Right. I mean, honest honest to God I woke up this morning saying What I'm going to do is review all these tweets Before we record the podcast And then I started looking at them I was just like, fuck this It's so boring I don't know, man I'd rather eat a banana, you know? I know exactly what it's going to be. A million hashtags that that just make me feel tired, you know, and a bunch of shitty photoshops. It's not going to make any sense. And the story he's telling, I'm a known storyteller. I respect stories. The story is just
0: so fucking pathetic. So don't focus on the story. Focus on the money. It's time for listener questions. We love
1: getting your questions. We have one here from Grant. He writes, hi, it's Grant, the weather hedge fund guy from season one. Grant, we remember you, weather hedge fund guy, legend.
0: Hey, Grant.
1: So glad to have you guys back. Since last we spoke, the Indian government started one of the world's largest agricultural insurance markets. So I've spent most of my professional time playing Indian monsoon markets. John, last season you told us about the history of North Carolina renewable energy. I did some digging and I found that the reason none of these projects had come across our desk was that you've got regulated utilities that just pass along unforeseen costs to ratepayers. My updated renewables question is, are there any good battery or offshore wind projects in North Carolina that you're following? And then he, then he t- does a total 180. Gang, could you provide your thoughts on the Rotterdam skyline? Grant, it's a, it's a pleasure to be inside your mind, son. This is amazing. Could you provide your thoughts on the Rotterdam skyline? It was totally bombed out in World War II and has been rebuilt as a mecca for modern architecture. But it's a controversial city among the Dutch who think that despite the funky buildings, it is a boring industrial city. So that's a bit of a two-parter there, John. I'm going to, Starley, I hope you're not offended, but I'm going to start the conversation with John when it comes to an analysis of the North Carolina renewable energy market. I hope that's okay. So, John, what's the deal?
0: Well, North Carolina-based Duke Energy, which happens to be the largest utility in the world, has about 300 megawatts of battery energy storage slated for development in the Carolinas over the next 15 years. But as of now, North Carolina particularly only has 15 megawatts of battery storage capacity in operation, which from everything I've read, that's uh, pretty minuscule. And battery so, storage is
1: what? Solar and wind stored in batteries?
0: Yeah, wind, solar.
1: So Duke, Duke Energy, the largest utility company in the world, yeah. has a minuscule battery capacity. So they're biffing it. Yes.
0: As for the offshore wind projects, there are numerous studies showing that North Carolina has the largest resource potential of any state on the East Coast.
1: Because of those outer banks, I bet.
0: Yeah, with 297 gigawatts, Of offshore wind capacity. However, to date, there are nothing but studies, and there's wrangling between the Democratic Governor Roy Cooper and the GOP controlled General Assembly about how to pay for these studies. But uh, in Virginia right now, they're also looking at offshore wind farms, and many industry insiders are hoping that the competition between North Carolina and Virginia will lead to development in in both states. All right. Anything else? Uh, the Rotterdam Skyline. I didn't know that much about the Rotterdam Skyline, so I had to check it out. And I noticed that on the Council of Tall Buildings and Urban Habitat, it, it ranks 125th in the world. It's tied with Madrid, Columbus, Ohio, and Austin, Texas. So that's a pretty good spot. I'm
1: sorry. What is the Council of Tall Buildings and Urban Habitat?
0: They are like an engineering infrastructure type Nonprofit that studies tall buildings all across the world,
1: keeping an eye on these tall buildings
0: exactly they'll rank skylines um, just based on the analysis of how many are over a particular height the The thing about Rotterdam that I think hurts its skyline is that they don't have anything taller than two hundred meters, but they do have one that is under construction right now, which is going to be over two hundred meters and I think that will be good.
2: This skyline looks unusual to me. Are they usually this? Many gaps between the buildings?
0: It doesn't, yeah, I agree with you. It doesn't look that dense.
2: I mean, it looks like a, but... looks like, a like a chomped on Kit Kat bar.
0: God damn.
2: <laughs> wow. I don't think it's, I'm not thinking it's a bad thing. Yeah, who
1: doesn't love a half-chewed Kit Kat bar?
2: I can say what it looked like to my eyes, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm passing judgment on
1: it. I'm going to say it looks modern. It looks sleek. It is not dynamic. I give it an L. It is not dynamic.
0: 18 of the 20 tallest buildings have been built since 2000. So in that sense, it is, it is not dynamic in terms of different eras. Yeah, and
1: like Starley said, there's no shape to it. What's the story? Again, with the storytelling, a skyline
0: tells a story. The story is the place that, that Rotterdam got completely bombed out, and now it is uh, like a phoenix rising from the air. Well, then why don't <laughs> they make a sh- huge no. fucking
1: phoenix building with huge
0: dramatic wings and red glowing eyes? I think you guys are being too tough. Really? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just want to say that it's not as good as the Charlotte skyline, which ranks 110th in the world (laughs) and has much, much taller buildings than Rotterdam. But I'm impressed. I I really am impressed, considering European cities generally have pretty bad skylines.
2: Whoa! Why? Because you think they're too short? Is that why you're saying that?
0: Yeah. You know, it's the old world.
2: To me, a skyline's not only about height.
0: I'm a size queen. Cut that out.
1: (laughs) No, keep that. That's funny. John, we have a question from Mike. Mike writes, I realize I have 200 bucks sitting around from Predict It from four years ago. Where's the easy money? I think Mike, who, if memory serves, was banned, unbanned, re banned, and then re unbanned during our first season, now just wants a safe, sensible place to park his money. Do you have any recommendations, John?
0: Yes, I do. My recommendation to Mike would be that he should buy into. Will Trump win the popular vote? Right now, no is trading at $0.72. That is a 35% return by November. And while I am not certain that Trump won't win the presidency, I am certain that he will not win the popular vote. Even if he has made
1: post offices illegal by November and vote by mail is not an option?
0: I don't think that's going to happen. Interesting. I am guaranteeing this, Mike, get in this market. He could also bet on Biden being the dim nominee. Biden's only trading at 80 cents right now. Biden is going to be the nominee. Mike, don't
1: listen to John. Join your friend David betting no on Biden being the Democratic nominee. It's not going to happen. I just have this feeling, Mike, and we can make big money together, hand in hand. Don't do it, Mike. The no Biden market. Live a little, Mike. Live a little. Why be safe? These aren't safe times. Be wild. What kind of story do you want to tell, Mike? Do you want to tell a story that you played it safe? Or do you want to tell a story that you were wild? Like Toyota cars and trucks. Having fun on the predicted superhighway with Dave. Making money betting against Biden. Ooh, the bad boys are out tonight. They're making money. They're taking it out of John's pocket.
0: Also, hey Mike, I hope you're doing well.
1: (laughs) Starley and John, it's time for your bets of the week. I made my bet. Mike Pence will not be the GOP vice presidential nominee. I will be monitoring that market very closely. John Kimball, what is your bet of the week?
0: Uh, My bet of the week is that Trump will tweet himself out of the bracket one, which is 169 tweets or fewer. So that is a sure thing because he oh. has already done that. Starly, what's your bet of the week?
2: There's a market called which of these 13 members of Trump's cabinet will leave next. So there's a list of a bunch of his dumbass cabinet members.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: Alex. Azar is on it, Robert Wilkie, Wilbert Ross, Sonny Purdue, William Barr, Mike Pompey, Ben Carson.
1: I can't believe these guys are the cabinet. When you look at all these people, it's just yeah. like,
2: creepers,
1: right. creepers.
2: Right. And so right now, Alex Azar is at 49 cents, yes, to be the next one to leave because he made the comments about the workers at the meat plant's. Um, mm-hmm, living, mm-hmm. living badly, and that's why they were getting sick, and not because of the conditions God, of the plant. Yep. Um. And so, I, I like this market in general because it makes it seem a little bit more. I'm not gonna say fun to, to to pay to follow this particular kind of news, but at least it makes it. I like having a horse in the game when these horrible people do horrible things, and so I have to decide whether I want if I think he's gonna be. The next one to go under normal circumstances, I would say, yeah, he probably would be the next one to go. But actually, I don't think that's going to affect anything. Him saying those things. He sound he's saying it with all the other people in the the White House are saying. Right. Throw more non-white
1: workers into the meat grinder. Protect the stock market at all costs. That's the job description of the secretary of health and human services.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So. I'm gonna buy no I'm gonna buy some shares of no and him being the one to leave.
1: I mean he really is at the top. When I look at the market, he's at forty seven cents to be the next one to leave. Doctor Ben Carson trading way, way downtown at a cool five cents. Doctor Carson, you're laying low and loving life. I respect that.
2: I could see Carson coming for Pence's job once Pence doesn't get the VP. Wow, <laughs> I could not see that. Wow. <laughs> well he's just playing it so safe.
1: Low profile Dr. Ben Carson housing and urban development election profit makers is a radio point production with executive producers alex bach rich corson and daniel powell send your election prediction questions to contact at electionprofitmakers.com we are happy to judge listeners favorite skylines if you can handle the truth send your skyline photos subject line rate my skyline is that a good subject line You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash electionprofitmakers. You can rate and review us on iTunes and help other people find this podcast. Election Profit Makers has an arrangement with predicted.org. If you want to join us in betting, go to predicted.org slash promo slash EPM20 and receive up to $20 in matching funds for your investment. Thanks for listening. As always, we really do appreciate your support. We will talk to you next week. Presumably there will be more news between now and then. Surely we will comment and bet upon said news. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Wear your mask. Master tough. Bye. Good job. Bye. <laughs> Good job, everybody.
0: Goodbye. <laughs>